That is super interesting. Andy Griffith started out acting in the Did Lost really? Colony play. No way. That is super neat. It's a prestigious place to act. Yeah, so I didn't realize that. Again, this is me just not being an East Coaster mm-hmm. by nature um, and not growing up out here. But I work with people, you know, that are from North Carolina and they're like, oh, yeah, Lost Colony, Virginia Dare. I, mm-hmm. I grew up learning about all that stuff. But that's super interesting that, that he started there. That's, yeah. That, what a cool, what a neat piece of history. Welcome to Talk With History. I am your host, Scott, here with my wife and historian, Jen. Hello. On this podcast, we give you insights into our history-inspired world travels, YouTube channel journey, and examine history through deeper conversations with the curious, the explorers, and the history lovers out there. Now, before we get into our main topic tonight, please feel free to to give us a review wherever you listen. Just give us a shout out wherever you can because the History Channel can't be the only one (laughs) being well-known in the history media world because we're coming for them. Now, what's our topic for our audience tonight? We're talking about the Lost Colony of Roanoke and the first child born to the colonists was a girl. That's right. Virginia Dare. Virginia Dare. Now, for the people who didn't pay attention to history class <laughs> in high school and in college, you, tell me about the Lost Colony because okay. you, it, you make it sound like these people got here before the pilgrims landed at Plymouth Rock. Yeah, and this would be a great like drunk history because it's really awesome. So this is, Jamestown is 1607, Plymouth is 1620. This is happening in 1580s, yep. right? Now- It's not the first colony really here in America because you got St. Augustine in 1565. Mm -hmm. So what's happening is the Spanish are settling in Florida in 1565 and starting to build up their navy and starting to find gold and starting to find resources. And Queen Elizabeth is made aware of the power that the Spanish are getting from their American colony from Sir Walter Raleigh. He approaches her and says, the Spanish are really getting a lot of stuff over there. We should get over there. Maybe if we put a colony a little north of Florida, they they at first wanted to go to the Chesapeake. Maybe we can commandeer those ships. Right. Maybe we can stop those ships. He's trying to basically trying to convince the queen, hey, let me get out there, do a little swashbuckling, and I'll bring <laughs> you back some cash. Yeah. And she's, oh, yeah, I do see them getting some resources. And they are becoming a world power that I got to kind of watch and be nervous about. If you think you can do this, Raleigh, go for it. I'll support you. Yeah. And so in 1585, they make their way to what is present day North Carolina to Roanoke Island. And Roanoke is, if you go to the Outer Banks, there's these kind of islands that are basically thin islands on the Outer Banks of North Carolina. And there's an inlet between two of them that'll take you into an, a closer in island, and that's Roanoke. So it's not an outside island like Hatteras, right. but it's more inland. <laughs> And so in 1585, he gets there. He sees the first peoples that are there that they encounter, the Algonquin. Mm-hmm. And it's really a friendly exchange. They are they're amazed to learn about each other. They're amazed to learn each other's culture. They trade. They learn. And so 
what is interesting is there was this mutual friendly relationship and they build earthworks so they dig in and they build some earthworks there they build some forts there now these are just men that came over from england and they draw pictures of the Algonquin, and they take one of them with them manteo to come back with them and they go back to england with him a year later in 1587 another group of men come to roanoke to the fort bring manteo back the Algonquin are there and what happens this time is winter comes upon them and they start to get hungry they want the Algonquin to trade with them the Algonquin are trying to feed their own people and the British get upset and they attack them and kill some of their leaders and the Algonquin fight back and kill some of them well the English are kind of just hunkering down when Sir Francis Drake kind of comes up the coast and sees them and says would you like to come back and you need to ride back to England and they're like yeah let's all go back to England so they take them back to England but Raleigh doesn't want to give up Raleigh is we really have to establish a colony we need to bring men and women we need to start to build homes we need to establish a colony in Roanoke so he enlists John White to become the first governor of Roanoke and John White gets together a group of people to go out to Roanoke Island. And I think it's 80 men, 17 women, and 10 children. One of those children is John White's daughter, Eleanor White. And she's married to Anias Dare. One of the interesting things too, so this whole Lost Colony area, it's a national park. Got a great little center that kind of tells the whole story. There's a little theater, we sat there with kids. And one of the cool things that I, that I actually kind of liked, they had this room off to the side near the theater where it was playing, we show it in the video, there's like kind of shadows, silhouettes yes. of the queen, what I think was maybe Sir Walter Raleigh at yes. one point, and then someone else. So you can kind of see him trying to convince the queen. So that was neat. I used that in the video, kind of, kind of drive home a point. But one of the, the things that I really liked with, that you pointed out was they showed a map where all these settlers were from in the in London. In, in London. Mm-hmm. So they, they actually show you what parts of London where Sir, Sir Walter Raleigh lived. And then basically where he recruited from, from yes. around the, the greater London area, got him on a ship and said, hey, let's go settle the new world. Mm-hmm. Probably with, with promises of, I don't know, the, the new land. Milk and honey. He, <laughs> then, they, then, they, then they ventured their way out. Yes. So they hit land in July of 1587. And, we, and I'll tell you why we know all of this as a fact. And then Virginia Dare is born August 18th. 1587 yeah which means his which means john white's daughter came over while she was pregnant while she was pregnant yeah. and she was heavily pregnant Oof. when they hit land she's baptized two days later on august 20th and they find the old earthworks that had been left by sir walter raleigh still there they're still there and they kind of fix up the fort and they they build the homes for people and they're, they're starting to kind of get the lay of the land and the Algonquin's still kind of mad at them, but yeah. they're they're working it out. They're trying to work it out. But they realize fall is coming, winter's coming, that they don't have enough supplies. So they ask their governor, uh, John White, to go back to England and bring back supplies. 
and he's hesitant, but of course he's like, absolutely, we want to do yeah, this colony I mean, he, to work. He doesn't want to leave him there. I mean, his daughter's there and his, his granddaughter, granddaughter right? she's young, couple months old. Yeah. And but he does. He goes back to England. Now the unfortunate circumstance that happens is England goes to war with Spain. Yeah. As soon as like John White gets over there and they, he shows up, he's hey, I got a couple things I need. They're like, hang on a second, we just got into a war with Spain. Yeah, and we need every ship. So including that one you just came including on. that one you just came <laughs> back on. <laughs> Give me that ship there, John White. We gotta go fight the Spanish. And so John White spends the next three years trying to get a ship, and that's another the conversations and the silhouettes yeah. you see in there. Yeah. Is he's pleading with everybody to help him find a ship to get back to the colony. And he eventually does, but it's three years later. Yeah. And he actually lands um on Roanoke on Virginia Dare's birthday, her third birthday, August 18th of 1590. And nobody's there. They had kind of worked out a system. Yes. That said, where they basically told him like, hey, if we have to leave, here's what we're going to do. So there was discussion about leaving because they couldn't find the resources there. And if you go to Roanoke, you'll see it's an island. Yeah, so there's, there, there's no fresh water. There's no fresh water. You know, there's no rivers there's, running through there. There might be some game, but not probably limited. Yeah. And so they initially wanted to land in the Chesapeake, like I had said, like they wanted, but their, their pilot of their ship had taken them further south. Yeah. And then he said he was afraid to go up to the Chesapeake because he thought a storm was coming in. So they had always talked about maybe going up to the Chesapeake. So that was one option. They had also said we might go further inland from Roanoke into North Carolina. That was another option. And they had always talked about going down to Croatoa. And Croatoa is modern day Hatteras. So that's on that outside islands a little bit more. And that the Croatoan people live there. So when John White gets to the fort and everything has been taken down. It's not as if this was a burned down. Everything had been taken down and moved and left. So people were taking all their resources. And in the middle of the fort on a post was the word carved into the post, Croatoan, the whole word. And then on a tree closer to the edge of the water was CRO, like someone was going to carve croton but they carve cro and then that was on a tree and on in the fort was the post so there are theories of what happened to the lost colony did everybody were they attacked by the algonquin or any other first peoples and they were all killed and massacred but again john white found no evidence of destroying of the the area and there were no graves found no bodies found no graves found people talk about disease the disease come in and wipe them all out again no graves found yeah. no homes are left behind so more than likely people believe that they did move and of one of those three places they went up to the chesapeake to where maybe but the jamestown colony was was founded eventually inland to north carolina and or he, south and he was to he eventually tried to go to those spots so he tried to go to croat because that's where they said they were going that's hatteras that's a little bit further down of the outer banks but again a storm rolls in and there is still fear right this is early navigation yeah. and one of the things you mentioned too was that 
I mean, that that whole Hatteras area eventually became known as the graveyard of the Atlantic oh, for yeah. a reason. Yes. Because people were constantly getting in shipwrecks out there because the sandbars were constantly yeah, shifting and changing and, mm-hmm. and all this stuff. So the fact that they can kind of get in and out as many times as these guys actually did, especially back then, was actually pretty incredible. And so they they don't go south looking for them and John White has to go back to England. Never comes back again, never able to come back again, never able to find his daughter, his granddaughter, and no one knows what happened to the colony. It is the lost colony. Now you do get Sir Walter Raleigh who will eventually go down to Hatteras and look for them, but no evidence of the lost colony is ever found. So it's just an amazing story to tell and then to honor Virginia Dare. And this is, like I said, this is how we know all of this is because when John White came back, he was able to say, my granddaughter was born at Roanoke and we baptized her on August 20th. And all of that history survives through him because if the colony was lost and he never came back, um, then well, no and, one would have known. And even Virginia Dare, I mean, it's isn't it like Dare County? Yes. That, that's down there. So so all of these characters... And Manteo is the name of the city. the name of the city. So... So all of these historical characters, I mean, they they live on. In, it, t- to this day, It's the city is still called Manteo. Mm-hmm. The, the county is still Virginia Dare County. And visiting the park itself was actually kind of just a pleasant surprise. And one of the cool things that we saw at the theater was that plaque. Yes, that Franklin Delano Roosevelt watched a production of The Lost Colony on August 18th it was like 1930 something but that's virginia dare's birthday yeah and so just the fact that fdr was there in roanoke mm-hmm. at the lost colony a play of this i mean this has been a part of american culture for for quite for forever for us yeah and the name virginia dare kind of lives on that i thought was kind of interesting it, it kind of it's this name that has this kind of mystique to it yeah it's kind of used for groups, feminism, it's used for rally cries. It's 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 a kind of it takes on its own meaning in different ways, but Virginia Dare's name has some symbolism to a, a new beginning, fresh start, something it's just very interesting that that name has gone on and even the garden there by the fort mm-hmm. has a statue of a, what an adult Virginia Dare would look like. Yeah, we didn't end up going into the garden because it was a little pricey for a family of five. Yeah. But I, apparently, that's one of those places where if you if you live close to it, if you go during the holiday season, they'll do like lights or Christmas lights or things like that. So it was like the Elizabethan Gardens or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the town of Manteo was actually really nice. I, yeah. We went down there and walked around. Like you could probably spend an entire day there just walking around doing kind of the typical touristy things and then there was a ship kind of i don't know it, it was a recreation of the same kind of ship same kind of ship that from they would the have brought over mm-hmm. it was kind of parked across the way we were down there relatively early in the season it's very bo- boutiques and stuff yep. antique stores and so you can spend the day in manteo and walk around and you can see the lost colony stage where they they do a production of the whole Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth talking to Raleigh and the colonists coming over and their lives before they send John White back and then what could have happened to them. That production has been going on 
for, for, for a long time. And the, and the theater is neat if you go back and watch our video because it, the setting behind it is basically the beach and kind of the, the bay there across where, yes. ha, where Hatteras is, is, is across from there. But uh, it, it was just a fun, a fun visit, an easy visit. If you're ever in that area, easy to find. So for, for most people, the Lost Colony may evoke images of a TV show or a movie. Travelers stranded on a desert island somewhere. You can just picture it in your mind. However, for those of you who study history, perhaps here with us tonight, you will know about the real life travelers. Travelers from England looking for a new life and new land of opportunities. And while we may never know what actually happened to those English settlers of the 1500s, we can look back and appreciate the path they forged for those that came later and settled this great land that we now call home. Thank you for listening to the Talk With History podcast. And please reach out to us at our website, talkwithhistory.com. But more importantly, if you know someone else that might enjoy this podcast or this video, please share it with them, especially if you think today's topic would interest a friend. Shoot them a text and tell them to look us up because we rely on you, our community to grow, and we appreciate you all every day. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you.